So glad you guys joined us for our Senior High Ablaze Youth Ministries podcast. We really hope this message encourages you, and let's check it out. So I'm just going to pick up what Pastor Rob been ministering on uh, about the shallows and going deeper. And as long as we live, we should be growing in our relationship with God. We should become more mature and we should be growing closer to God. God don't want us just to be staying at the same place all of our life. His plan for us is to become more Christ-like. He want to see our lives get to the place where we showing the same fruit that Jesus showed. And thing about God is he, he real and he relatable. He understand our walk, where, where we at, but he don't just settle for that. It's, it's more to be found in God. And that's, that's the whole purpose of this message about going deeper. It's more to be found in God. And, you know, a lifestyle just where you focused on yourself and you living for yourself, it ain't no fulfillment in that. The most fulfillment you'll ever find is a life lived for God because he the one who made you. He your creator. He got a purpose for you. He got a plan for you. And that's where you're going to find the most fulfillment for your life. Um, and just saying it, you know, God, he created. And so, and we the creation. And so that's a picture of the relationship that we have is, is mankind. We should respect the God of all creation. You know, uh, Noah was talking about it in tithes and offering about reverence or fear. And all that is, is really just a respect, you know, and that could be something that you demonstrate towards people. You can demonstrate a respect for somebody. You, you have a, um, a high esteem for that person. And if they say something, you listen to them. Or uh, the big, best example that comes to me right now is your parents. You respect your parents. You know, you, you respect what they're saying. And that's kind of what reverence is. God is our heavenly father. And I go to start off going to Romans 11, uh, verse 33 through 36 in the NLT. And, you know, it's things about God that we can't even begin to wrap our natural understanding around <laughs> because we are the creation. And so we have to grow in our relationship with the creator to begin to understand those things. And he has a way that that a way that that works. So Romans 11:33 it says, "Oh how great are God's riches in wisdom and knowledge. How impossible is it for us to understand his decisions and ways? For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Or who is giving him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever." Amen. God is creator of all and everything comes from him and is intended for his glory and purpose. That scripture said, who knows enough to give him advice? <laughs> First Corinthians chapter two, verse 16. It asks, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? Then it says, but we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. And we're going to get to that second part of the scripture that's about the mind of Christ. But right now we're focusing 
on who can know the Lord's thoughts, who knows enough to teach him. And so we see examples throughout scripture of people just admiring God, admiring how big he is, admiring how great he is, the wonder of God. And as creation, it's important for us to acknowledge the saying, God is smarter than we are. God is greater than, than we are. Um, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And so the possibilities with God are endless. Nothing is impossible with God. Everything is pointless without him. So how Pastor Rob was talking about it, about God wanting to have that relationship with you, you know, in, in this time of worship, it was just present. And I, I knew by the spirit that God was dealing with somebody, you know, about their relationship with him. He was drawing somebody um, in, into deeper fellowship with him. And I just throw this in, you know, one thing you'll learn once you become a believer that things that you know are wrong, eventually it gets to a place where it's difficult to keep doing stuff that you know wrong. That the Spirit of God is working on you on the inside, like leave that alone or, or get this right. And yeah, so it's important for us to be responsive to God, to um, to let him have his work in our life. In this same scripture, in the Amplified Classic Version, it says, according to God's power working in us, his power is at work in us. It says he is able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or dreams. And so, <laughs> hallelujah. The spirit of God is the power of God that's at work in us. Philippians 2.13 talks about how it is God that works in us to will and to do for his good pleasure. And so our faith shouldn't be in, in the natural wisdom of men, in our own natural understanding. We shouldn't try to just go out and do things ourselves. You know, we should ha have an expectation that God is going to help us in our daily life with stuff that we need to do. We should, as believers, trust that he's going to guide us and, and lead us. And that's by his spirit that he guide and lead us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. It says, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. You know, it's, it's not my place to come up here and try to do some extravagant stuff to impress you, to, 
get you thinking, you know, Daniel's so special or any minister. The, a place of the minister is to, to give you the word so that you're able to put the word into practice in your life and get the results that the Bible say you will have, that God will say you will have, so that you can live the life that God has for you, that exceeding abundantly above that overflowing life that God has for you. It's in the word. You know, the, the word is not exclusive to one group of people or a certain person. The word is for everybody. The word always works. But God has a way. He has a system of doing things. And the people who honor those systems or honor his way of doing things, um, they will find the promises of God coming to pass in their life. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And so basically what we're talking about, the, the things of God are not naturally understood. Like <laughs> God, his being is too much for us to understand with our natural mind. He created our, our mind and it's by his spirit. So this, we'll read this scripture. It says, this is what the scriptures mean when they say no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. The next verse says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. And so here we see the, the spirit of God showing us things, revealing God's deep secrets, things too far for our natural understanding to comprehend. No one knows a person's thoughts except that own, own person's spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And it says, and we have received God's spirit. Not the world's spirit. It says we have received God's spirit so we can know the things that have been freely given to us. And so here's an example, salvation. If I was to ask, um, how do you know you're born again? Your answer should be, I know, I just know. You know that day when you confessed Jesus and believed in your heart, when you believed the word of God that was shared with you, you know that day your spirit was saved. And that's how all the things of God operate. You know in your heart. Um, it's just um, something on the inside of you. It, and that something is your spirit. It just agrees. It's in agreement with what God is doing. And so I ask you, has, have you ever had a moment where God just blew your mind? Where, where you had a moment was like, wow, God, that's... That's deep. I know personally I have had moments like that. Um, going to the beach, looking out at the ocean and just thinking, man, this, this water just go on and on and on. Like, wow, God, you created that. <laughs> if you look at a map, you'll see how much water really out there. <laughs> it's a lot of water, and God did that. And I look at just things he created, the mountains, and even, even people. 
God is awesome. He made us all different and unique. With 7.5 billion people on earth, but every person is their own unique person made uniquely. That's, that's only something a, a awesome God could do. And, you know, just applying it to this, you know, I never, being here right now, you know, is something that I could even say that is one of those moments for me where God is just wow that I'm here. Because it was a point in time in my life, in my life I never could have asked or thought or imagined that my life would be what it is today. And I'm not saying that to say that I have it all together and my life is perfect, but I'm content in God. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the life I have. I'm thankful and I have peace in my heart about where I'm at today because I know where I could have been. You know, I, I, I think about that I have a wife. Um, we were talking about Noah getting engaged and, and that's a special thing you know, when you find a person that wants to spend the rest of their life with you, that wants to build a life with you, you know, that's humbling. You know, that's a special thing. And that, that was one of the wild moments for me with God. Like, wow, God, I found the one. Another wild moment is going to the nations to minister the word. You know, people who don't necessarily speak the same language I do. I'm having opportunity to, to share something with them and give something to them. Wow, God, I'm here in a whole, on a whole nother continent across waters giving, giving out to people. That's a wild, was a wild moment for me. Um, it's, it's been many moments that I can pinpoint, but those are just a few ones that's special. Um, and you will have those moments in your life too. The purpose of what I'm sharing it's to encourage you to continue going deeper in your fellowship with God. Don't stop. Keep growing. You know, when he begins to work on your heart by the spirit, that's the power of God in your life. And when you respond to that, just like in the worship time, when God changed the whole flow of the service for that one or however many it was to get it right in their heart to respond to that power that was on the inside, you didn't know who he was working on <laughs> because it was on the inside. His spirit was dealing with their spirit on the inside of them. But when they responded, oh, things gonna be different when they do start doing things his way. They're gonna find grace and they're gonna find favor and they're gonna find a greater trust in him for whatever it might have been. Um, let me see. Glory to God. So I, I share another moment uh, when God really blew my mind is when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I had read in the book about the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues. And one thing that on that night I, I prayed and received the Spirit, one thing that was difficult or I won't say really difficult. It was just an obstacle was, you know, how it sound, sounded when I first started praying in other tongues. You know, the thoughts could come like, man, this, this seemed kind of foolish. This seemed kind of stupid. I'm, you know, what am I doing? But 
the what God had the faith that he had worked in my heart gave me confidence to say, OK, God, this is what you said in your word and this is what you're going to do. And today I pray in tongues every day. And it has been one of the most important parts of my walk in relationship with God is my prayer life. Knowing things by the spirit. Um, and that's, that's, that's not just exclusive to me. The, the gift of the Holy Spirit is a promise that was laid out in the word by Jesus. He said, I'll send the promise of my father upon you. And let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And so it, this don't just apply to tongues. That's an example, um, another example from my personal life. But in my life has never been the same since that day. You know, I made it past that obstacle. But this says people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. So God wants us to experience the deeper, wonderful, <laughs> his deeper wonders. But it, it requires us to allow God to change, change the way we think by the power of his spirit. And so the next point is the, what the Bible talks about is the renewing of our mind. Uh, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. And it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done to you. Let them be a living sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. By, by him changing the way you think, you will begin to know his will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so earlier, I talked about that scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. And it said, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? And the second part says, we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. When we lose the, the shallow, worldly way of thinking, and we take on the mind of Christ, it allows God's power to work in our life by his Holy Spirit. We get to that deeper place in him. The spirit causes us to be changed. And with the mind of Christ, we know his will. Let's look at Colossians 3. Verse one. And so I believe it's, it's something else that God wants us to do tonight. Um, and it's going to involve your participation. But I'm going to read these next three scriptures. And I, I really want you to open up your heart and hear what they're saying. And when we get in the next few minutes, when we get to that place, you'll be ready to participate and you'll be ready to receive. OK, so Colossians three, verse one says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven the things in God's word, growing in relationship with him. 
the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. Second Corinthians 517 says anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Galatians 2.20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So God wants us to get out of ourselves and deeper into him. He sent Jesus and paid a great price for our life. And so he planned to get the glory from our life. He got plans and purpose for us, and those are for his glory. He intends for us to live them out for him. And so that's something that we have to choose to give him. It's things that he got prepared for us, like that scripture said, I has not seen, ear has not heard, and ha neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. You can't imagine what God has for you. And, you know, I'm talking to a, a group of teenagers. You got so much of your life ahead of you. And I tell you, I don't want to sound like an old person, <laughs> but when I was your age, you know, as I said, I, I couldn't imagine that God would do what he did with my life. And I'm, I'm grateful because he saved me. I see where I could have been. I see what my life could have been if it was still up to me. You know, if I had to kept on making my own decisions, if I had to kept rejecting him, I see where my life could have been. I, unfortunately, I had friends who, who knew the way to go but didn't decide. And, you know, God want what's best for us. And so I'm going to ask everybody in here to stand to your feet. And I'm going to do this with you. And so I don't want you thinking about your neighbor, you know, the person next to you. If you have to, spread out so you could have, have a little space. But the bottom line of this is God is good. He our faithful God, our creator God. And the way that we will grow deeper in our relationship is by acknowledging who he is. And, and one way that we do that the most important way is with our words, our praise and our worship. As, as we spend that time in praise and worship, that's the opportunity for you to give your words to God, to tell him about himself, to tell him what you think about him. And you know what? The more you tell him those things, the more you'll really begin to believe those things about him. There's so many different names of God in the Bible, so many different adjectives to describe him. He's God. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity right now, and I'll lead us. But with your own thoughts and your own way, I want you to glorify God. It's just using your words to tell him about himself. God, you wonderful. God, I think you special. God, you mighty. Lord, you strong. You powerful. Lord, you, you wise, Lord. You, you loving and you caring and you gracious, Lord God. You sent your son, Lord God. Your humble son, Lord God, and he laid down his life for us. And begin to lift up your words. So don't leave me up here by myself doing it, okay? I want everybody 
to use your words and give them to God in this moment. And this going to help you. I want you to take advantage of this opportunity because you could do this in your alone time when you're by yourself. And you'll find yourself in a place with God where your heart just overwhelmed and you, you begin to love him more. And that's where, where the power of God is, okay? So don't, I'm going to get y'all if y'all leave me up here by myself. All right? So let's lift up our words. Dear Lord God, you are so good, Father God. You're so mighty and you're so strong, Lord God. You gave us your word. You, you gave us a purpose to live out, God. You are wonderful, God. You are a counselor, Lord. You are a, a brother, Lord God. You are a friend, Lord God. You are a very present help in time of need, Lord God. You are patient. Hallelujah, Lord God. Glory to your name. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. I give my life to you. Have your way, Lord God. Use me in the way that you desire to use me, Lord God. You created me with a purpose, Lord God. You made me. You made me fearfully and wonderfully. I am created, Lord God. I thank you for breath in my lungs to give you my words, Lord God. I thank you for my hands and my feet, God, that I have mobility, God. I thank you for my mind that I'm able to think, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for my health that my body doesn't have no disease in it, Lord God. And if you, anybody in here dealing with sickness, y'all just keep lifting it up. I'm going to speak. But if you're dealing with sickness in your body, glorify God for your healing because the word of God says by Jesus stripes, you word here. That's a finished word. So you say glory, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, by Jesus stripes I'm healed. I thank you, Lord God, that you took the punishment that was necessary for my sins, Lord, that I don't have to be under the curse. Hallelujah, that I can live in your blessing. And I thank you that my body is free, Lord. You said, beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Glory to God. Glory to God. And y'all, I don't, what I'm doing is not to show how much I, I know. That's how you glorify God. You take the word of God and what it says about him and you send it back up to him. So that's, that's where I believe God wanted us to get to tonight. And don't leave that place. Go to that place often. You know, I close here. I know we, we coming to a close, but... Um, I'll I give an example about music. When I first started making music, I was in the clubs. I was selling my CDs at gas stations. I was doing shows and, and promote my songs on the radio. That was my plan. You know, and I met the love of God, and he changed my path. He, he gave me a passion for him. And you know what? Today, I made music to glorify God. I didn't know I would be doing this, y'all. I didn't know that there was a plan he had for me. But if it had been my way, it, it, would, it wouldn't be what it is today. And part of that is giving my words back up to him. Well, really, all of the, the music I make is glorifying God. I'm giving my words back up to him. That's my life now. Whether I'm, I'm ministering the word or I'm singing a song. So don't let your words be empty. Give them to God and you will see his power in your life. Amen. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.